You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, uh, Luke chapter 17, we're going to read from verse 11 to 19. It's a passage that we are all very, very familiar with, and it's a a classic for thanksgivings. I think for a long time, I haven't really preached a thanksgiving message, and I guess that the Lord just wants us to be correct in this area, so he's bringing this word to you and I. Let's read together from 11. Now it happened, as we went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest." And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we have the privilege of being drawn into your presence. Your word says, Blessed is the man whom you cause to approach you. Lord, we are in your presence. He said, where two or more are gathered together in your name, there you are. Lord, we know you are here. We can sense, feel your tangible presence here. Lord, let us go from here well in every area. Let us go well spiritually. Let us go from here well materially. Let us go from here well bodily. Is there anyone sick in the body? Let them go with healing. Is there anyone weak in the mind? Let them go with a mind that is strengthened and renewed. Is there anyone under whatever burden? Let that burden be lifted. Let your people go from here well. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so this text is so familiar that uh, we may not have to take it one after the other. Okay? But what I just want us to pick immediately from it as we go on is that if you read the story you will see that jesus was expecting the 10 to come back praise the lord from his response the bible says when this man came back verse 17 jesus said where they're not 10 which means he counted them praise the lord jesus counted the 10 he healed he knew when they were healed And where he was, he was waiting for them to come back. He was expecting them to come back. It was an expectation in the heart of Jesus that the people that he'd done this good thing for will come back and say thank you. Praise the Lord. The Bible says to us in Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with what? With thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. And thank God for the message translation. It says, enter with the password word. Thank you. It meant that there was something about this thing that Jesus began to do with these people that was not concluded. Praise the Lord. It was inconclusive because if I just give 10 people something and I continue on my way, I won't be counting. But he was counting. So it says, were there not 10? How come it's only one? So this morning, we want to quickly... And, you know, as the Spirit of God will give us insight and understanding. Try and understand and see why the nine didn't return. And possibly see why I and maybe you and maybe you, maybe you also have not been returning the way we should return. Are we together? We want to see what could be the reason 
for them not to return. The first reason I want us to see, which may have been very likely, is that Jesus, when he healed them, said to them, Go, they cried to Jesus, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. Now, there was nothing in Jesus' instruction in the healing that said, When you're healed, come back. Praise the Lord. Even though we've established that Jesus expected them to come back, but Jesus did not command them to come back. So they exercised their liberty. And the one who came back exercised his liberty to come back. The ones who didn't come back exercised their liberty not to come back. Can someone read, uh, put First Timothy 1 verse 9 for me? There was no law saying come back and say thank you. So they were on their way to the priest. They got healed and they continued with their lives. But the Bible says to us in 1 Timothy 1.9, it says, Know this, that the law is not made for a word. Are you with me? Please help me. The law is not made for... I can't see your faces, so let me hear your voices. But for what? The lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane. For murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers and for manslayers. You see, the Bible is telling us here, the Spirit of God is telling us here, that it's not everything that God will put in the law. You know, as a church for some time now, and I mean for a long time, part of my desire, you know, there is your desire and then there is what God wants for you. Part of the things I had desired when we were leaving um, Redeemed Christian Church of God to start the Father's is I won't be taking offerings. How many of us are aware of that? That we won't bother anybody with offering. Just, we just want your soul. We, wa- we don't want your gold or anything. We want your soul. Realizing that men left to themselves will always try to give something in exchange of giving their soul. So men would always think that if they give money to church, they will no longer give fear to God. If they give money to church, they will no longer give reverence to the word of God that is coming. You see, what you pay for, there is a tendency for you to think you're master over it. That's why you see some people, no matter how educated they are, you see them at the airport, you see them at restaurants, you see the careless way with which they talk to people, the way they talk to the um, waitresses and all of that, because they feel they're paying, you know. And for that reason, and it's from a personal experience, okay, that I have had, I didn't want anybody in any way to be misled to think that you're coming to church and we're doing this thing we're doing because of the money you're bringing. But anybody who is... Okay, let me read the second scripture. Psalm 32, verse 8 and 9. So it's not my word that you are hearing. The Bible says here, Psalm 32, 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should what? It says, I will guide you with what? You know, the psalmist says somewhere, it says, your rod and your staff, they what? They comfort me. But here, God is not speaking about his rod and his staff. He says, I will guide you with what? My eye. If I'm going to guide you with my eye, where will you be? Where is my eye? Where will you be? You should be in my head. You should be thinking like I am. Let me read the second verse so you see what I'm saying. It says, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no what? Where is understanding? Is here. Which must be harnessed with beat and bridle, else they will not come near you. It's not everything they'll command you to do. Jesus did not command, come back and say thank you, but he expected that if you have understanding and you're a leper and you're cleansed, I think I may just have to scatter myself so that if I don't, let, let me not miss getting to it. How many persons here studied English in the, in the university? Okay, thank you. Do you know the word think? What's the root of the word think? Anybody here knows? To think. The Greek root where the word thing comes out in English is a word gratus. It's the same root word for thank. If you're not thanking, you're not thinking. If you're thinking, you'll be thanking. Jesus did not command them come back because he knew that if they had understanding, if they were not like the mule nor the horse, when they think, 
what the Lord has done for them. Hallelujah. Child of God, if you think that God has prospered you, you will support the work of God. There needs to be no law to tell you if you don't do this, God will curse you. That's for the mule and the horse. They need beat and bridle. But a thinker will know that if he does business with ministry, he will give director money. If he does business with uh, FCD, he will go back and do this. Now, this is your God who gave you breath, who gave you health, who gave you soundness of mind, who gave you favor. And then you're waiting for them to tell you that there is a curse before you support his work. Do not be like the mule, nor the horse, which has no understanding. The law is not made for the righteous. The righteous needs no law. Why? Because God guides the righteous with his eye. The righteous is in the head of God. God did not tell David, build me a house. David entered into the head of God and said, I cannot dwell in this paneled house. Whilst God's uh, ark is intense, I will build God a house. God smiled. Said, that's all I need. You won't even build a house. But you've entered my head. Jesus did not say, come back and say thank you. He just did what he did and expected them to think. The word thank and think is, if you have your, maybe later, Google it. Gratus, the same root word. Can I tell you another one? Okay, sorry. That's tongue. I'm mixing it up. It's tongue, T-O-N-G. The second one is gratitude and grace. That's the one that is gratus. So, expressing gratitude for something and being able to, you know, be graceful is the same word. So, you see someone, you know, that is Ex- always expressing gratitude. If you look at that life, the life will also be graceful. Think and thank is from tongue, T-O-N-G. Gratitude and grace is from gratus. The same word. You see, these are things that God hid in his word and in his words. The Bible says, you're inexcusable, oh man. Are you getting it now? So this then, we're not commanded to come back. But Jesus expected them. Why? Because they have brain. God created them with brain. You know? So he said they will think. And I'm, I'm so encouraged by this. I, I didn't know this. You know, God is speaking to you and I at the same time. But I'm so encouraged by this because whenever I've told you how I began to pay tithe, I thought. Is that what I said? I told you. Because the type of person that you can't force me, I have to have revelation. So I thought. I said this thing cannot be this way. The camera we were talking about cost us when we bought that about $30,000. You know, but we didn't get the correct specification. So that's why we are still suffering. If you think, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's one. So that's one reason they probably didn't come back. Okay. The second reason they didn't come back is that these people had experienced this shameful part of their lives. They had been lepers. They didn't want anything to keep them in the memory of that. So they began to move forward. Are you with me? They began to what? Move forward. Going back to Jesus is to say, I am the leper who was what? Who was cleansed. They didn't want anything to remind them of that experience. So they were forgetting. And that is the experience you find where you, you see, when you interact with genuinely converted Christians... You will never stay one hour with them without them telling you where God brought them from. But when you see the plastic and the vinyl one, these ones, you know, that's why I've told my wife this so I can tell you this since I love you all as well. I'm always wary about people that answer names that have no root. What is your name? Mercy, 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 goodness. There is no village in Nigeria that... Their forefathers answered goodness. And then the second name is blessed. What's your name? Blessed uh, Assurance. (laughs) What is your name? Shiloh Breakthrough. These people have come to a place where they are Christians, yes. But they now have no past. I'm not saying you should answer, you know, somebody, um, uh, Shango. No, no. 
But let there be a story. Every time you heard Paul minister, he would say where God brought him from. Because in that there is glory for God. And even in the secular world, notice it. See any man that is genuinely has been prospered by God in the secular world. They will tell you how they sold the range. They will tell you how their mother sent them to go and sell sugar cane. Am I right? How come it's believers that you don't hear testimony from? The only thing you hear from them is how their God is a big God. What has he done? Where did he take you from? So these people didn't want to be connected with leprosy again. So they moved on. Another reason quickly was that when they realized they were healed, that problem has been solved. Let me say that problem has been solved. When a problem has been solved, what happens? Uh, uh, Pastor Ralph, you're leading us in prayer the other day. And you say problem, no, they finish. Is that the way you put it? That when one problem is solved, another one becomes urgent. Okay? Now, lepers would most likely be in rags. Are you with me? Lepers dwelt outside of the city. The moment these people became healed, they needed accommodation. They needed suits. They needed something. So, there were urgent matters to address. The healing created an urgency. They had not seen their wives. They had not seen their children. So the healing made some things very urgent. Some of them had some people to pepper. Pepper them with their healing. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> so the healing put so many things on the front burner for them. So going back to thank Jesus was not on, on the top of the list. So they moved on. We are talking about the nine lepers and some of us can find ourselves there. Jesus said to us, Matthew 6.33 says what? Well, Seek ye first what? If they had known that scripture, in spite of all, I understand with them, leprosy was a life, personal social, communal, it affected everything about you in those days. You can't even come close to anybody. You had to stand start from afar and be shouting unclean. So it affected their minds, everything about them. But the Bible says first the kingdom and his righteousness. And what will happen? All the other things. And Elijah taught us. Elijah is one prophet that is bold. You know the Bible says Elias was bold. You know that statement in the Bible. Now I see why it was, but even that statement doesn't even help me understand. How can you tell a widow who is going to prepare a little floor with a few sticks for her and her son to eat and die? You were bold enough to tell the widow, make for me first. Hallelujah. The man is bold. You know, somebody went somewhere and, you know, somebody had told us, you know, when the church was started. He said, Pastor, you know the way they do church is that all the tithes come to you. I said, "Mm mm-mm. My vision of church is to serve God. It's not for God to serve me. Are you getting me? But many places do it. Maybe that's why when people see the way I'm looking at Mommy G, you think it's it's some money you're bringing. Pastor Chris, stand up. This man is the man who determines what happens to me here. He's the chairman. I'll go stand up. Two of you. We have finance committee. Pastor, we don't decide what happens here with money. Our job here is ministry. Where are the other people? Who else is there? Bank is there as well. You have a few people. We, we don't get involved. Do you understand? No, we don't. We don't. We are focusing. The apostle says we give ourselves to the word of God and what? Prayer. These people determine the serving of meat. Do you understand? We don't get involved. The church doesn't buy me clothes, doesn't buy mommy chica, doesn't buy me car, doesn't pay my house rent, doesn't pay my children's school fees. So for those of us who want to look as good as mommy chica and look at, don't think it's church. Look to God. He will do it for you. Praise the Lord. No, that, that's, that's simply it. You know? Mommy chica went somewhere and, and came back and told me that, do you know that when they list in account numbers for offering, there's one that is pastor's love offering. I say, we can't do it here. Without doing it, people already have bad belly. Now you now put account number, pastor's love offering. Some people will never hear Jesus is Lord again. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the Eli- Elijah knowing, he said, 
go and make for the prophet first. You know why? Nobody puts God first and regrets. Nobody puts God first and what? And regrets. It's not possible. The woman made for the prophet first and then made for herself and her son. And the Bible says the cruise of oil and the jar of the jar of oil and the what and the floor did not fail on as long as the famine lasted. It was just a twist of which one was first. It's getting quiet here. What other reason may have made this nine not to return? This one is very interesting. And the Lord gave me the one that broke, you know, just tore everything for me as I was coming down here. It was their right to be healed. Remember that the one who came back was a Samaritan. Do you remember that? That means the other nine were Jews. Okay? Now, the Bible says in Exodus 15, 26, you can put it for us. Long before Jesus came, the Lord had made a promise to the Jews. Okay? He had made a promise that he would not put upon them none of the diseases of the Egyptians. Praise God. It says, if you diligently hear the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who would... Who heals it? So this was something the Jews, Jews had before then, you know, expected divine healing. That's why when Jesus spoke to the woman, uh, the Syrophoenician woman, he said to her, I was not sent except what? But the woman said, even the crumbs are good enough. These Jews, when they got healed, there was something that got activated in their minds. Somebody, what is it called? Entitlement mentality. This is what it should have been. You delayed in coming. 19 years. They just took their healing and went their way. We are children of Abraham. We should be healed. So they didn't come back. But you know what the Lord said to me? In the beginning, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. John 1 verse 4. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was. Jesus is God. Okay. But throughout the scriptures, you know what they keep showing us? Jesus thanking God. I heard that. I put my hand on my Jesus is thanking God. Jesus is God. He's thanking God the Father at every place. Father, I thank you that you hear me. Father, I thank you that. Ah, we are co-signatories. Why should I thank you? I saw that. I said, well, and for many of us here, you know, if you're married, no matter she's your wife or okay she's to cook and you know do whatever thank her for it we're going to see something thank her for it your husband is your husband though he should provide though he should many times in today's nigeria most husbands are not providing enough i can do much better most of us can do much better the little he's providing what should you do thank him for it if jesus thank god listen if i were jesus i won't be thanking i'll just be nodding that's so we, we are done with this. Let's raise Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. We move on. It's a feeding of multitude. Multitude, be fed. But Jesus, the Son of God, in public, will thank God the Father. Are you getting it? Entitlement mentality. You have no Father in God, though. You can't find it in Scripture. Some of us don't thank our children. Some of us, your nanny brings something. You say, eh, eh, eh. You don't even say thank you to her. Because she's, the dress she's wearing, you bought it. A lady once told a bridal train, groomsmen and uh, bridesmaids, they were not doing what she wanted. She told them in public, I bought everything you're wearing. Are you getting me? Human beings? <laughs> not fairy tale. <laughs> not fairy tale. But we're not talking about her. We're talking about me. So what it means, I, I like what Pastor Max does. When he takes Get Connected, he thanks us for coming. He says, thank you for coming. I came down from my office. He came from his site, maybe somewhere in Karimu, or somewhere in Gariki, or somewhere in Gozapi. But he thanks us for coming. Because he appreciates we came. I get in. I said, entitled, God deliver me. Jesus, the Son of God, thanking God the Father. So this man felt, what are we thanking God for? Healing is a, is, a, is a children's bread. And let me tell you, 
if your children grow up thanking you, they will find favor everywhere they go. Because if they thank you, they'll thank others. And just like we started by saying, many will not demand Thanksgiving. In fact, for many normal people, it embarrasses them. I get embarrassed. There's a way someone thinks I get embarrassed. But if they don't thank, I know. Some time ago, we, we traveled, you know, you know when we travel, Mommy Chi is the, is the foreign affairs minister of this house. So when we travel and come back, if we buy things for people, Mommy Chi will be the one to give them. So, do you know we traveled, came back, Mommy Chi gave them what we, this one will just see me and just pass as if. <laughs> Since then, I don't know if Mommy Chi has given them anything. Do you understand? Oh, 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 Mommy Chi, Mommy Chi, because she's the one that is physically handing it over to you. So since then, but God is not like that. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know, no, I don't, I think they've gotten also. But, but uh, what I'm trying to say is this. It's embarrassing when they come and say, thank you for chocolate, thank you for, but you see, we are made in the image of God. Jesus was expecting them. It's unnatural to be ungrateful. Can you put Romans 121 for me on the screen? Part of the core problems of our society the, the, you know, where, where Paul was trying to break down the condition of the world system. It says, though they knew God, they did not acknowledge him as God. They did not glorify him and neither were they thankful. So this is the progression. Knowing God should lead you to glorifying God. Glorifying God will lead you into a state of thankfulness. And do you know why many Christians fall into depression? fall into all kinds of challenges and issues that is not their portion from God because they miss that progression. You see, whenever a child of God enters into a place of unthankfulness, he has crossed the zone where God can keep him. You know why? Because God, listen to this carefully, God is good all the... Anytime a Christian is ungrateful, he has missed God's address. There is nothing. The devil knows. The angels know. The elements know that God is good all the time. Now, no matter what I may feel I am going through in my life, when the analysis is made with better illumination, it will be that God is good. That's why the Bible can say to us so many things that if you understand this, it will begin to make sense. It says, and we know that in all things, God what? Works for the good of those who love him and that called then he says giving thanks to god always before we had only in all things give thanks for this is the will of god can you imagine how it can be that it's the will of god for you to give god thanks in all things have you ever thought about that let me tell you why you see unthankfulness is an unusual kind of thief what did i say it's an unusual i need to hear you very unusual what kind of thief okay if a normal thief steals your phone the phone will no longer be in your possession am i right but if unthankfulness steals your phone you will hold the phone but you will not derive value from it again you will no longer enjoy holding it many marriages are suffering because of ingratitude and lack of appreciation so the man is married the woman is married (laughs) but when they look they say look at this thing They've stolen your wife from you. They've stolen your husband. But they're there. Ingratitude. And once you enter into unthankfulness, it grows like a multiplier. They will now be giving you reasons. If she makes the mistake of sneezing, you hear her sneeze sound like something. See see how she sneezes. If the man is sleeping, see how he threw his leg. Say, come on, you carry the leg and throw it away. You see, you have a husband. But the husband has been stolen from you by ingratitude. And then you're in that state and you're now telling God to bless you. You're asking God things. But the Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, there is nothing to build on. That's why the Bible says in all things, what? Because that thanksgiving is a foundation. Do you know why Satan, or rather not why? Do you know Satan's first salvo, that he, first dart, you know the Bible says, quench the fairy darts of the end. Do you know the first dart he throws at every Christian before he launches any other thing he's launching? is a dart of ingratitude. 
What did he say to Adam and Eve? Genesis chapter 3. The thing that hit Adam and Eve was that Satan told them that God is keeping something from you. Genesis 3, 4. It says, for he knows that the day you eat of it, you'll be like God. So, Eve looked at herself. See me even. See how I am. I want to be like God. God is keeping something from me. Adam also. That's it. A people that are thankful, they make it so difficult for the devil to cause them to fall into temptation. Most men, when they cheat, it starts by saying, my wife is this, my wife is that. Most women, when they, you know, it just starts from their ingratitude. Most people are not performing well on their jobs because they're no longer grateful for the job. The reason your productivity, you don't have inspiration in that job. Because whenever it's time to go to work, oh, hey. You cannot add value. And if not that is Nigeria, many of us would have lost our jobs. I mean, do you know that? Oh, many, many. Those are the things, when, when you thank God for that, thank God that the Nigeria is a place where unproductive people keep their jobs. Oh, yes. I'm telling you the truth. Where wasteful people keep their jobs. For those who are relocating, better reconstruct your mind. In, to sack people in the Western world, there is no emotion. No emotion. They will just sack you and be smiling. You see those movies where they carry their drawer. And the, the security will just wait. You carry your drawer. That's all. You're going. Praise the Lord, somebody. Thankfulness, gratitude is a foundational safety measure that God gave us. It's a one, a cure-all, a one solution, you know, to every problem. There's a saying that um, my in-laws have. You know my in-laws, Onitra people. There's a saying, somebody, you know, does something bad to you. And he will say to you, nah, kokogi, understand now. It means, I ate your chicken, I ate your fowl. And you're reacting like this. What if I eat your turkey? That is, you should be thanking God. That is not your turkey I ate. (laughs) Eh? Are you getting it now? You're making noise. And the other one, I've told you this one before. My nephew, you know, went to school and came back. And came maybe 21st out of 29 in class. And the mom was, you know, mad. What is wrong? How can you? Come 21. And the son looked at him and said, Mommy, what's wrong with you? What about the mother of those who came 29? Your your son came 21. Eh? What what will be happening in the homes of those? Eh? Who came last? I came 21 and you're behaving like this. He was saying, Mother, thank God I came 21. I beat eight people. Do you understand? Thankfulness. And the truth, as simple as it is, it's good we are laughing. But, you know, for me, when I see the way Christians, especially, you know, please forgive me. But married women that stress over the fruit of the womb. I, I, sometimes I wonder, do they remember how all they wanted was that man? Someone, not even that man. So anyone would have done. And then you get married, you, the man can't even sleep again. Because God answered your prayer with him. Do you understand? There is just chaos. Thanksgiving, appreciating what the Lord has already done. You stand there, I'm telling you, it's a beautiful place to be. You know, um, I know that a lot of people have issues that Pastor Ikenna is not worried about this church being filled. You know why it's not bothering me? Should I tell you why? There was a time where we were was filled. And my only problem was God give us a bigger place. Are you hearing me? We were married house. And my problem was God what? Give us a bigger place. Now God has given us a bigger place. <laughs> and God is in trouble because the bigger place is not filled. Are you getting it now? <laughs> we were married house and we will come, sometimes we'll come. The bathroom, they would have spoiled it, you know, we'll fix, they'll spoil it. The AC is not working, all kinds. We just said we wanted a place of our own. So we can just worship God the way we like. God has given it to us. We don't remember, you know. 
Some other times, some people were saying how we have to buy every land around there. I said, it is beautiful to buy the land, but I will not worry myself. You see, the, the song we sang, thank you, voice of one. You, when you know God, you know God is to be feared. I'm not saying God won't fill this place, but he won't worry me. And he shouldn't worry you. What should worry you is your constant obedience to him per time. Do you understand? Making sure that every time you're in a place of obedience with God. You're doing what he says to do at each time. You know why? In a second, in a day, you can come here and we need four services. If you understand the way God works. Not the way, you know, church seminars teach it. That's how he works. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, a state of gratitude, a state of thankfulness. Like we said, the scripture says, it says, uh, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor. For thou hath created what? All things. And for your what? Pleasure they are and were created. So, just for being created, no matter the problem that I'm going through, but because he created me, my owner. Listen, some of us, our cars are bolikajas, but you still carry Toyota as a label. You know what that is? You're acknowledging Toyota. Is someone hearing me? Because your car is bad, you don't yank off Toyota and put OKK behind it. No. Everywhere the car goes, it is known that Toyota is a car maker. You have created all things. You are worthy to receive honor. And for thou hast what? He's the creator. So he demands and is to receive glory at every time. So the enemy knows. He knows the benefit that gratitude will bring to us. And he also knows the price and cost of ingratitude. He knows. So he makes sure he attacks this area of our lives. Constantly pressing us and pushing us. So that we can shift from a place of gratitude to a place of ingratitude. In Numbers 14, 27 and 28. This is what God, God said concerning the children of Israel. He said to them, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation? Who always complain against me? You see, they wonder that the loudest and the most constant sound we make is not gratitude. But most times complaints. I don't know who I was speaking with some time ago. And the person said, I, I haven't heard, you know, I haven't heard from them. I said, don't worry. No news is good news. They won't tell you if everything is going well. The moment they start calling you, calling you, calling you, you know something? All the while they were enjoying the person you introduced, you introduce someone to another person. Okay, and they're working together. They don't tell you, ah, this person you introduced me to is wonderful. You won't hear anything like that. It's when something goes wrong. That's when they call you. You know, uh, you know, uh, Ijoma, Ijoma. He said, Ijoma that introduced to me. You know, there's problem. So God was saying to the children of Israel, He said, of all the things that, how come it's only complaint I'm hearing from you? Next verse. He now says, okay, what I'm going to do is, I will give you what you're saying. That will not be your portion. Amen? Because we're going to change what we're saying. Praise the Lord, somebody. We're going to begin to say that God is good to me all the time. God is good to me all the time. God is good to me all the time. No, it, it doesn't have to be bad, something bad that will bring me before God. God is good. I thank him. An attitude of thanksgiving. That's why I appreciate the people that ask them, how are you? I say, blessed be the Lord. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. How are you? Blessed be God. Oh, God is good. Because no matter how I am, God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you understand? It's as simple as that. God is good. And let me help you, please. God is good. Your neighbors may be bad to you. They are not your problem. Oh, oh you have to learn that to mature in this life. Listen. No matter what it may appear to you, that your neighbors, your relatives, you know, some of us come from families where maybe there's a member of the family that is very rich and all of that. And then, unquote, he's not helping the other persons. Now, the question you should ask yourself is this. Who helped him? Have you asked yourself that question? Who helped that brother or that uncle that you're so mad at or mad with? Who helped him? If you realize it's God, do you understand? You will temper your expectation. Human beings. So the person is really angry. If you sit down, he said, do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Who helped him? God. And God is reachable to you. Why don't you go straight to God? Why don't you save yourself all of that? And you enter into bitterness from there. You're entering into witchcraft. 
you become a, a, a harvester of bad news. You heard his car broke down. You say, hey, why won't it break down? Why won't it break down? But you don't have car to break down evil. Praise the Lord. So we've seen four reasons why it may have been, you know, that these people, that, that made them not to come back. But another thing we see there, which is important to note, unlike, you know, what I said about the, the things we, we bring for people, is that God being so good, these nine others, you know, they didn't lose their healing. Can we say thank you, Jesus? He's a good God. Because if he were like that, some of us would be naked. Oh, yes. Especially the women. How many married men are here? How often do your wives say they don't have what to wear? And you have to hold yourself. You have to just hold yourself because you're not ready. I don't have what to wear. The Holy Spirit will say, hold yourself. Hold yourself. Hold yourself. (laughs) You know, God didn't take the healing. They kept the healing. Do you understand? Even though they were not thankful, they kept the healing. However, you see, there's something also I found in scripture. There's a danger of actions that are not good or attitudes that are not good, not having immediate consequences. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof what leads to destruction. That's the danger. You can be, how many of us have been missing our road away? You're going somewhere. You're missing the road. But the road you're missing it on is a good road. You know what happens? You miss the road further and further. But if you're missing the road and the road is very bad, you say to yourself, am I sure this is the road? Isn't it what happens? And because of that inquiry, you are quick to find, you know, a correction and you turn around. When I miss the road, I, I don't want it not to have, you know, immediate, something should happen to me. But you know what? As you grow in the Lord, your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit grows. So many times now, he knows because you want to be serious with him. He's now closer. He's bringing it closer to you. So he speaks to you more. He doesn't allow you to continue on the wrong road. First uh, Timothy 5, 25 and 25. But we, we, okay, you can just put it on the screen. He talks about, it's not everything that is not right. That is dealt with immediately. 24, more, more importantly, 24. It says, it says the sins of some men. Some sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment. But those of some men follow later. So there's a lot of things that we do that are not right. That there, there are no consequences immediately. So these men kept their healing. Little did they know. Maybe if something had happened, you know, prodding them. They would have known that they needed to go back. And then they'll run back and say to Jesus, thank you. Do you get what I'm saying? But now we are reading this story. It's possible they don't even know about this story. Because there was no consequence. They kept their healing. Okay? Now, another thing I would like to say is that Jesus would not even because of this thing they did, you know, cease to do whatever he is to do for them. Do you get what I'm saying? No, God won't punish them for that. In the sense that Jesus speaking to us says, Our Heavenly Father. Causes his reign and his son to fall on who? The just and the unjust. So you, you won't immediately look at their lives and say, ah, okay, they are the nine that didn't come to thank God. That's why they are leprosy, they heal completely. No, you won't say any of that. Anything that God will do, Jesus will do for them. He will do. He will continue doing. So the question somebody should be asking me is, brother, pastor, what is the difference for the one that returned? The difference for the one that returned is, that he made Jesus to be happy. Let me hear you say, he made Jesus to be, I can't hear you. He pleased Jesus. That's the difference. Are you with me? That's the difference. He pleased Jesus. Some time ago here, we learned that we know God the way we know ourselves. Isn't it? He pleased, that's the difference. The nine, he blessed them, he healed them, but he wasn't pleased with them. He remains God to them. He keeps his covenant to them. But this one that came back, please Jesus. He pleased Jesus. So, somebody's going to ask. And then, when you please the Lord, brothers and sisters, you get yourself into a location that is uncommon. You get yourself into a group of persons that are uncommon, that are very few. You see, for the nine I said that God will not keep from doing for them what he as God should do for them. Isn't that what we said? 
But for the one that pleases him, let me tell you what will happen. God will do for such a person what he ought not to do for him. Is someone hearing me? For the one that pleases God, God will do for such a person what he ought not to do. Different level. Let's do 1 Kings 3. From verse 4 down, we saw how the Bible says uh, Solomon had offered a thousand bond offerings to the Lord. And the Lord appeared to him in the night and asked him, you know, what do you want me to do for you? In verse 10, we are told something. The speech that Solomon answered the Lord with. What does the Bible say? He pleased the Lord, right? Continue now, 11. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing, and I have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but I have asked for yourself understanding to descend justice. 12. He says, note now, he has answered his prayer. He says, behold, I have what? Done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. So that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall there be anyone what? So God has answered Solomon's what? Prayer. Because Solomon asked. Now let me show you what he does when he's pleased with a man. Read the next verse. What does it say? It says, I have given you what you have not asked. There's a level you know what you need. Are you with me? Solomon asked, this is what I need. But because he pleased the Lord, the Lord looked at Solomon. If I give you all this wisdom and don't give you the money to match it, you'll be like Pastor Ikenna. People will hear you. He says, I have given you such riches, such prosperity. You didn't ask for it. But because you're pleasing to him, he does not meet you at your level. You know, the Bible says, he blesses us according to his word, riches, not according to our need. Is someone getting it? Now, those who meet God mechanically, they're able to get quid pro quo, what it is, their exchange. But when you please God, let's rise on our feet. Didn't the Bible say, when a man's ways are pleasing unto the Lord? Do you know Solomon fought no battle? You can get yourself where you live in the provision of God. My God is good, oh yes. My God is blessing me, yes. But when you please God, your generations after, when they say, what is your name? He say, Osemeka. He say, Osemeka of Emmanuel. Ah, the heart of God will smile. He say, your case will be different. You didn't pray for it. When you please God, you go beyond answer prayer. You enter into where it is what God initiates that he does for you. Is somebody getting it? This is where God wants you and I as the father should to come to in this season. Where we have so gone beyond what he commands. We're not asking God, what is the least I can do? Uh, God, can I slap her? You say you shouldn't slap her. You say nourish her. You say, okay, let me nourish her. You're nourishing her with muscle. She's crying. You say, God, you say that. No, we've gone beyond that. We are getting into where what he didn't command. We're just thinking in our heart, how shall I please the Lord? How shall I excite the Lord? How shall I get heaven to talk about me? You know, the Bible says that the time shall come when those who love the Lord speak to one another. It says a book of remembrance shall be opened. You see, you, when you do what you're to do, they don't open book of remembrance for you. But you get to the point where you do some things, they will open record. And say, record this thing. I like, I like the same personality. I, I like the way he's treating his wife. I like the way this wife is handling this stubborn husband. I like the way she's being patient. I like the way this child is handling this issue. I like the way this businessman is holding. I like the way, you know, immediately there are records. Why are records kept? You know why? Let me tell you. There are situations that will come up in your life. That are so coordinated, so planned that you can't escape it. So when it was that Haman had plotted to finish Mordecai, thank God there were records written concerning Mordecai. And when the record was opened, the king said, Has this man been reciprocated for this action? 
what he did rose up for a memorial when a man's ways are pleasing to the lord there are records there's an indebtedness unquote of heaven towards you it can come for your children it can come for your nation that's why god delivers nations because of men god delivers people because of men god will say ah if this thing happens you know uh, uh, chichi won't be happy so because of that he intervenes if this thing happens joe will be sad because of that he intervenes you didn't pray you don't even know about it but because you're pleasing to him you have gone from creation of god to a friend of god Hallelujah. to someone that puts smile on his face to someone that makes god visit him he said god visited abraham may god visit you may your house be sweet to him may your finances be sweet to him may he look into your affairs and say this boy they tickle me (laughs) is somebody getting what i'm saying can you push yourself in that state (laughs) look at solomon you know i have issues with solomon you know that part of solomon's problem finally now was that the devil never came near him so he got carried away god so shielded him but you won't get carried away but you will please the lord and the favor of the lord will be upon you let's appreciate the lord you've been listening to a message by pastor ike Naokeke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center banex guarimpa expressway near next kashinkari abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.